on the Flag on the Play podcast for Friday, May 28th. The fellas open up by talking about the latest to-dos in the NFL. Going to shift over to a Blue Jays talk, a little baseball talk. Then dive in to get you everything you need to know on all eight NBA playoff series. Excellent to have playoff basketball back. We'll be back with you on Monday, but until then, you're going to want to stay up to date with the socials at the Flag Podcast on TikTok, at the Flag on the Play on Instagram. And we'll be back on Monday. Take care. Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. All day long, hopping and a bopping and a singing his song. All the little birds on the so every one of the officials threw their, their flag and look at Pete Merrill, he's got a smile on his face. Rock and Robin, cause we really gonna rock up tonight. It is Friday, May 28th, and it's the Flag on the Play podcast. I'm your host, Phil. I'm in a better mood today. And joining me as always, it's the Pride of Serbia. That's Alex. It's me. I'm also in an unbelievable mood today. So much to talk about. So yeah. it's going to be a great episode. Yeah. The weather's turning. It's just a good time to be alive. Good time. Now. Our lovely third chair. That's the big man in the middle. That's Owen. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. I want to apologize for all the fans who took my wonderful advice and bet on the heat. That was, uh, that was a mistake. And I should have said that's anything I make on here. Any betting advice or any picks, just take with a grain of salt yeah that was a horrible pick and, and I, uh, I own i'm i'm taking ownership of that i'm owning up to it let's so. go credit and to I, you for admitting that you were wrong that's a big you. man that. that's why you're the big but man in the middle once again the everyone who does listen should you know be a big adult i i made that mis not mistake i jinxed it on purpose and i'm sure owen did too so yeah if you're listening to what owen said you would have taken the bucks so because we're yeah. pro jinxers yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so it's kind of on you guys if you didn't. Yeah, it's kind of basically was, your fault. Yeah, yeah hidden so message. Owen, Owen's taking back his apology. apology. Yeah, yeah. Apology retracted. Um, I don't feel bad. You guys should feel bad for being dumb more than anything. Yeah. So there we go. So, Sucks to be you guys. Like on the place, they winning. Fellas, Aaron Rodgers is having the time of his life in Hawaii. I don't know if the fans are aware. Well, I'm sure they are because he has been parading around the social media. He's shirtless. He needs a haircut. He knows how to play the guitar. That's the most Aaron Rodgers thing. Let me tweet this video of me playing the guitar. Okay, okay, man, we get it. We get it. You're not at OTAs. You're in Hawaii. We get it. Two days ago, he shows everybody the world that, that he knows how to play the guitar. So ver versatile guy. And yeah, you know what? From those photos that I've seen with Shailene Woody, Woodley and Miles Teller, um, he looks pretty old, man. You know, that's he looks like an old uncle in those photos taking his kids to like the river to just like swim. So, I mean, yeah. it looks kind of weird. And I don't want to be conspiracy theory guy here, but I mean, there was one photo of you standing like on a pathway. Looked like there was maybe a cliff there. He's looking old. I'm not going to I'm not going to bite Max Kellerman's line here, but I mean, he's getting up there in age. What is he, like 36, 37 now? I'll bite it. Is he about to fall off the cliff? That's, <laughs> that's the question everybody wants to know. He's looking old, dude. He was looking like Shailene Woodley's, like Alex was saying, like his uncle, his dad. <laughs> like It was a tough look. Like cut, he's got to cut his hair. He's got to shave. Like That is not appropriate. He definitely also, looks like he swims with goggles on. For yeah. sure. 
also also uh shailene woodley if you're listening to this get him a tighter pair of swim swim shorts swim yeah. trunks tell him to hike please tell him to pull him up dude you just need tell to him ride him like right above the crotch area you know low I mean? key yeah. though aaron Rodgers strikes me as the kind of guy that thinks it's kind of cool for them to like ride down yeah you just like his ass crack a little bit yeah like, just, someone just tells him off. like dude that's not like just don't do that <laughs> yeah he's got to yeah. be told he's definitely got to be told in our other NFL news, we, we love to wrap up the NFL as tight as we can. Just put a nice bow on it. Todd Gurley's visiting the Lions, and I, I can't think of a sadder way to end Todd Gurley's career than wearing those blue and gray drab Lions uniforms in that depressing lighting field for that depressing team. Sorry Blank to our, Dan Campbell. Yeah, Sorry to our big Detroit resident listener, Tony. I know you're out there. I know it's a struggle right now, but we're going to get you better. You just have to suffer through these dog days, and this is this is not yeah. helping. It's the place running backs go to die. He can just go along with Aaron, with uh, Adrian Peterson and ride it out in Detroit. Yep. Get his kneecap chewed off. Yeah. Get his leg chewed off. Yeah. Play maybe with chew uh, off a couple of kneecaps too. Yeah. Maybe chew off himself a couple of kneecaps. Also, he'll probably get to play with that pet lion uh, Dan Campbell was talking about. Um, so I, I also heard that Dan Campbell wanted the pet line also because it would make the players tougher because the line would like take shits in the locker room or on the field. And then the players would just be in like a much tougher environment. So Dan Good Campbell dude. just with, I mean, tremendous, tremendous coaching. Yeah. Like change always. the playbook. No, no. Put no. By a line. Yes. That's a yeah. real football guy move right there. That's it. And this one just coming across, just coming across my desk right now as we speak Thursday night. Uh, it says right here, Tennessee Titans cornerback Janoris Jenkins says his Rolls Royce was stolen from an airport parking lot in Atlanta. If you're the guy who found that, that is the day of your life. You just stumble <laughs> upon an unlocked Rolls Royce. He probably messaged all his friends. He's like, boys, like, I don't know what I just did, but this is unreal. Little, what grand, I little grand theft auto. That's okay. That was just right across the wire. We're keeping you up to the minute. Janoris, Janoris has money to spare. I'm sure the guy who took the Rolls Royce, like he needed it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's the jackrabbit. He's he's yeah. definitely made some money in his day. Yeah, find his keepers. Been the, I say yeah. hasn't been the first coverage he's blown. So, oh, there you go. Wow. <laughs> but go. Uh, in all seriousness, though, we've we've all been guilty of stealing cars from uh, from the airport in GTA. So this guy was just living out his dream. He's, he was probably playing GTA. He's like, I just want to do the real thing. And I yeah. mean, what better way to do it than an unlocked Rolls Royce? No better feeling. Lastly, in the NFL wrap-up, Julio Jones went on uh, undisputed to ask for a trade, forced the Atlanta Falcons to tweet a statement on Julio Jones's comments to Shannon Sharp. That that's just a great tweet. Ex- excellent, excellent tweet. Something you thought you'd never see. Great PR. You got to get if you're the Falcons. You got to get in front of it. You can't be letting this guy say what he's going to say on live television. You gotta you gotta say you know what we're put your stamp of approval on it. Act like you know what you're doing. Act like you were prepared for it and yeah. uh, roll with the punches. That's what I say. Good move. Yeah, get also, control the story or the yeah. story controls you. Exactly. exactly. And exactly. Shannon Sharp, I mean, he's definitely earning his paycheck. I mean, that was a textbook move he pulled on live television. You call the guy. You don't tell him on he's. You don't tell him that he's on live TV. You wait. You get whatever you want out of him. Then you tell him he's on live TV to millions of people. So great move by Shannon Sharp. I'm sure uh, Julio Jones loved that. 
yeah a, a little oh oops we're live haha oops. you know yep. got him got him and skip <laughs> and skip was just loving it he looked he like a he looked like a third grader calling like a pizza company and just prank calling them so <laughs> he was loving it he was like oh my gosh like he he said he wanted a trade i'm like all right skip <laughs> take it easy buddy man what a, another productive week in the nfl just just content when out of thin air that's what you like to see gift that keeps on giving fellas have a little special treat uh we're a blue jays podcast it's a known fact and the blue jays they've been losing lately we're still over 500 i'm gonna keep this with a positive spin we have been losing lately the pitching very tough the bullpen very tough we're still over 500 though but one game over yeah one game over but still over though yeah with the way things are turning I think we're about to be a juggernaut because if you look in the headlines of baseball, everybody's back. Jose Batista, he's playing for the Dominican Republic right now for the Olympic qualifiers. Joey Bats, I mean, what did he bat? Like 160 in his last MLB season? <laughs> Tried to play third base. That's okay. That's okay. He's still got it. Still with a 41. Remember when he tried to pitch? Stroman told us he could pitch. Stroman has told us a lot of things, to be fair. But, you know. Joey Bats, he's back. Can't get rid of him. Josh Donaldson, he's in the news again. He said, I'm going to reveal the list of all the pitchers who are cheating. Hey, Josh, it's it's all of them. So you, you don't have to worry about that. We already know. A little controversy this week. We saw the guy with the hat. I think it was Gallegos on the Cardinals. Joe West, Cowboy, just sending him home yeah. packing. That's what yeah. you like to see. Uh, lastly, Tyler Glasnow, who pitched for the Tampa Bay Rays, I don't know if you guys saw this, kind of flew under the radar, basically accused us of cheating. He said, the takes were different today. I definitely had my usual swing and miss stuff. So, Tyler, next time you come over to the big bad streets of Dunedin, Florida, which we've talked about the advantages many a time, don't blame you getting shelled by the best lineup card in baseball on some fake cheating. Take a loss like a man, wear it on your chest. I actually think, you know, we might have lost that game, but that's okay. Take it like a man, wear it on your chest. You lost. Vlad owns you. Bo owns you. Take it. Yeah. To be fair, I think Glasnow, his only bad starts of the year have been against the Jays. We have to be cheating. Yeah. Like, there's no other solution. We just, we figured out the book on Glasnow. That's what it is. Yeah, we figured it out. Glass now would never cheat though. Foreign no. substances never. No. Sunscreen doesn't touch it. He just lets his skin burn. He wouldn't yeah. even put. He doesn't even put it on his skin. Pine tar. Yeah. He bans it from the clubhouse. And people, bat hitters aren't even allowed to use it. He's. Just, it would be a real shame if he was on the list of pitchers who were cheating. Yeah. It would be a yeah. real shame. Nobody yeah. would want to see that. Nobody. Nobody. So. The Blue Jays are basically winning the World Series. I mean, Josh Donaldson, Josh Donaldson is back. Jose Bautista's back. I mean, who knows? What if he just lights it up in the Dominican and the Blue Jays are like, come play for us? That's Wouldn't surprise me. He's Joey Bats. Whatever. If we still got also, the best unis in baseball. Best unis it. in baseball. That's a fact. Also, and Alec Manoa. Exactly. Absolute shaker of a game today. So shout out to him. Let's keep it going. Let's keep this ball rolling. Maybe Pearson can learn to throw a strike. Maybe we can get a bullpen going. As long as Pearson's just the top prospect, I'm okay yeah. with that. He never has to play for us. As long as he's just the top prospect. Yeah. yeah. He'll still be on the list in like 2027. So yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Do you guys remember Anthony Ghost? I do. Oh boy. Do I? Apparently this guy like 
He throws absolute gas. Apparently, he throws like 98. Yeah. pitching now. Well, I noticed like, this because I started a franchise in the show, and he was just on a team as a reliever. Yeah. I was like, what's <laughs> going on? Is this the same one? That's what I thought, too. I mean, it's fair. He was an absolutely horrible hitter. Yeah. Like, this guy was designated pinch runner. Never yeah. got in the game otherwise. Um, so, I mean, next step, like Joey Bats knew, he knows the formula. If you can't hit and you can't do anything else, you just pitch. Pitching's easy. Yeah. Next thing you know, thing next thing you know, Dalton Pompey is going to win the Cy Young. Wow. Just, just don't look now because it could happen. Devin he's Travis. He's a prospect still. Yeah. He's I consider still, him a top prospect. I, I still do too. He's <laughs> what got untapped potential. What was that guy's name? Latroy Hawkins just comes out of retirement to relieve like one inning for us. Yeah. I remember yeah. the guy. We, yeah. He so. had the flattest hat in the majors. Beauty. <laughs> he did. <laughs> love it. Jays are so back. And, you know, the weather's turning, and it just feels like baseball to me. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Usually we'd be at, like, the NBA Finals ramp up by now, so we got to just get used to it. We're still in the depth of round one. You know what it is. It's it's The days are getting longer. The games are heating up. It's a good feeling out there. It's a good time to live on the big blue marble. Let's begin our NBA playoff talk. The stunner in the West, the Mavericks, they've jumped out to a 2 nothing lead over the, uh, how do you say, lifeless, pathetic, heartless LA Clippers. Uh, clearly, as all the listeners know, because everybody listens to every episode, none of us saw this one coming. We all have the Clippers. What do you guys think's wrong with the Clippers, Alex? They're relying way too much on Leonard. Uh, he dropped 41 points and still couldn't get it done. I mean, I don't even know. Paul George has been playing okay, but he could be playing better. From all the depth guys that they added this year, I just don't think they're getting what what they what they thought they'd get, really. So that's just tough. And I mean, Luca, just with the way he's playing, it, I was watching the highlights again, and it's it's it almost looks too easy for him. Like he gets whatever he wants on the floor. You'd think they'd have a game plan to stop him um, by game two, but no, he's he went off again. So and I just love. Paul George actually showing everyone that the star he is. He basically said it isn't a big deal that they lost two home playoff games to Dallas. So not a big I mean, deal. He's been through it. He's been through everything. So I I'd trust him. Yeah. And you can really feel that sense of urgency with the Clippers saying that it's not a big deal. A group that has just proved so much to everyone. Um, and I love it. He's he's actually shot through his last two games three for fifteen from three. So that's the playoff production you were looking for when you traded for future all-star and when you traded a when you traded Shea Gilgis Alexander and 28 picks to Oklahoma. So I'm just convinced that the Clippers pulled that classic my GM mode where you really want a guy and you, you you're kind of close and then you just keep spamming the first round picks until <laughs> it's accepted. So I'm convinced that's what they did with the Paul George trade. So um We've all unbelievable. Been there. Yeah. And Chris Stops just quickly for Dallas got fined fifty thousand dollars. Because he was out like in a club, but conspiracy theory, since he hasn't been playing too great, maybe the Mavs were just like, let's try and get him in the club and get him suspended. And then Mark Cuban probably just like took the video and photos and sent them to TMZ. Just to get him look off at the that! Court. What an never idea! <laughs> you do never know. I uh, I probably agree with a lot of what Alex said. I mean, to Paul to his point on Paul George, like it's just the most tired. Like I. I'll, granted, I'll give credit to Paul George. He's played marginally better than he has in years past. So, I mean, you know, there's, you know, it only took him like 15 years in the league to improve his playoffs. That's all right, it's good. That's okay. Congratulations. Yeah, he's yeah, here. It's all good. <laughs> We're learning. 
but yeah, I think, you know, you need a bit more out of him. And then at the end of the day, you, you, they, they just can't, they don't have an answer for Luca. They don't have a effective game plan to stop him. on the high screen and roll. He's able to kind of put his defenders in jail and get wherever he needs to get to. And so, you know, whether it's hedging the screens or, 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 you know, doing whatever they need to do to kind of get him uncomfortable, because like Alex was saying, he's so comfortable. He gets to a spot wherever he wants to get to on the floor. He takes whatever shot he wants. To, like he was hitting one-legged three-point shots. Like it was like a kid in the park. Like, I don't know if any of you guys or our viewers have just played pickup basketball ever. And you just like, it. Does, you're just in a zone where you can't miss. Like, uh, no, I've ne- that's never happened to me. That's I'm Luca just lie. all the time. Yeah, that's Luca like all the time, especially against the Clippers. And Paul George, like, yeah, you've been through it, but you've never like, you've been through it. Yeah, we get it. But you've never actually like figured it out. Like, but he's also lost every time. So. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's been time. through round one. Yeah. yeah. He's been through losing two straight games. He's done it before. And usually loses the next two. So he's definitely prepared. Credit to that. Cabo's looking good this year for sure. So Lakers or Clippers just disappointing. Yeah, I mean, we need to figure it out. And they can't even stop like Jalen Brunson. They're making Jalen Brunson look like like he's a top ten point guard in the league. And no disrespect to Jalen Brunson, I thought he was a great um, player. Uh, you know, great in Villanova and all that. But man, he's he's killing them too, man. With like his, he's got a nasty hezzy too. And I, I just. I hate the Clippers so much because they have like all these cocky guys, Morris and Beverly. Beverly hasn't done anything through these two I games. I don't know Beverly. what kind of a defender, like, because he sells his whole selling point is that he's like this lockdown defender. And yeah, he hasn't stopped anybody. So yeah. you can, you can also tell that Kawhi is getting um, kind of frustrated there too. Like, cause Luke is just hitting unbelievable shots and like, um, yeah, it's looking tough for Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. I, I do agree. But, uh, fellas, you know where I stand on Kawhi Leonard, and I'm still taking the position. This guy's just not a leader. I'm sorry. I, I don't know Greatest how else spur to of describe all time. to you. Yeah, sure. Uh, not a leader. Don't know how else to describe this to you. The guy in San Antonio, he didn't have to lead a day in his life. He has happy to fall in line for as long as he was there, decided he wanted more, went to Toronto. They already had a culture. He knew he was leaving. He didn't have to do any leadership stuff there because they weren't planning to keep him more than a year. Now a team asks him to be a leader, and look what happens. This team has no heart. They have no integrity. They have no desire. They Last five minutes of the game, how many second chance points did Dallas get? It was like half of their points were just off of offensive rebounds. Uh, I'm not a fan. I know he scored 45, but you need to have an established culture if you want this guy, not some culture built around him and his rest and all this stuff. How much How much of that field do you attribute to coaching, though? Because culture, I mean, obviously it starts at some point with your leaders, but I don't know, you know, at some point you got to hold the coaches responsible for the culture of the team. Sure. Yeah. But so then they shouldn't have got rid of the last coach if that's what they wanted to do. Or the last coach should have felt like he had more power than Kawhi because Kawhi clearly gets to do whatever he wants. He lives in San Diego. He flies to the games separately. He does his own thing. It's he makes not... his teammates wait on the freaking planes. Like yeah. they have to wait like an hour on the plane until he comes. So yeah. And the organization is clearly happy to let him do this stuff because he chose to sign with the LA Clippers. Nobody else has ever done that. Yeah. So yeah, I think barring, a miraculous comeback here i think the clippers their window obviously they could keep it together and run it back but i just don't think it'd be worth it for them i just don't think they have what it takes they need to to almost blow it up in my opinion like guys like pat beverly have just just pissed me off man like pat beverly 
I'm convinced he's convinced me you can make yourself make the league think you're a defensive superstar by yelling and clapping a lot and slapping the floor. And people think you're like an all-star on defense because he gets, he's not that he's been horrible as far as I'm concerned. And they pay him 17 million a year and they paid Morris 64 million and they paid Kennard 64 million. Kennard doesn't pay, play. Kennard yeah, doesn't was, play and he makes 64 million. This team I was is gonna a disaster. Say, I was going to say like, It'd be great if they could move these pieces, but they can't. I don't know how they're going to move these guys. I mean, you could yeah. maybe try something with Paul George for another team that's super desperate for like a semi-decent star. But these guys, just like Phil said, looks like they're getting no effort, no desire to win. I mean, if he would have just said, hey, we're going to go to Dallas, we're going to two-win games, it would have been better than, yeah, it's no no big deal that we lost that we lost two home games. Like you're literally telling the fans like, well, what? Like you're just expecting the same when you go to Dallas, you're probably going to lose those two as well. So yeah, this team's terrible. And you know what? I'm happy that they suck though. Like I'm happy that they suck. They wanted this. They talked a big game for two years about how they were going to be the Kings of LA and all this stuff. And this is, this is just the Clippers are a cursed franchise. Really? This is also just continuing to our, the trend. Also to our boy Kleber, just having a great game also the game after he got dunked on. I mean, you know what? Kawhi dunked on him. That's great. But Paul George and Mark and which Morris is it? Marquis for Marcus, Marquis, Marcus, 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 Marcus Morris showing him up on the dunk. Like, first of all, you boys didn't dunk on him. Second of all, you've been nowhere this series to show up anybody. So um, it's, I just hate their whole culture. They think they're like so entitled to something and that they're at the top of the league with the rest of the teams, but they're not even close. Yeah. And I think this is a type of move, you know, barring, I don't know if they could pick some sort of free agent up somehow and somehow, you know, flip the group they have into some sort of winning basketball team, like championship winning basketball team, maybe they can salvage it, but they're like, you were saying, Alex, they're screwed. This GM, he went all in. So he, no more, picks. he sold the farm. He sold Shea Gilgis Alexander who that boy's He's legitimately going to be a star. I think yeah. at some point, like he's great. He's a great player in all their picks. And so he just went, I mean, whoever the next GM is going to, is going to be just screwed. And so, I mean, I don't know, hopefully this, if it doesn't work out, which it's looking like it probably won't, I hope it serves as a warning to future teams that are trying to assemble superstar casts that it doesn't always work out and it's going to put their franchise in a tough, tough spot for years in the future. But, and well, they also, while we're being very critical, I guarantee you they'd do it again. And I would do it again too, because you're putting yourself in a position that option. no other team had the position had the option to put themselves in it didn't work out they took the wrong gamble sure it's easy to say that in retrospect but they'd do it again and i'm sure they would and other teams would 20 other teams would do it right now if they could yeah not toronto though i mean oklahoma oklahoma city offered us paul george and westbrook for like our whole farm and we said no so shout out toronto yeah good for you guys missed the playoffs that's cool (laughs) it's a lot Um, i just Uh, wanted to say also quick uh with what phil said I mean, when he played in San Antonio, basically everybody but him was a leader um, in San Antonio. I mean, freaking Boris Diaw, I'd, I'd have that guy lead my team. In Toronto, obviously, Kyle Lowry, there's, he's one of the best leaders in the NBA. So also, like Owen said, too, you can't just have all these random stars with no actual direction, no one to lead you, no one to um, you know, bring the group together to glue everyone. So, yeah, just for other teams looking, like you, you got to make sure you got that star that, that leads the team. Yeah, it's it's fair to say. Uh, just 
little like I don't like the job Lou has done either. This is just lastly, I I why did Ibaka play six minutes the last game, and why did Man not play until the third quarter of the last game? It made no sense. Man, the last two months of the season was like one of their best five players for sure. He he's, he has no idea who their best five players are. He doesn't know. It's it's sad. It's like, what did you use the regular season for? Again, these guys rested. They played more than they did last year. They played together more than they did last year. But it served them no good. They don't know who to play. It's very, very obvious. They have no idea. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not giving uh, them much of a chance here. But I do also want to say Doncic is uh, – Certainly, I mean, he's one of the best five players in the NBA. I think it's not even really debatable. The guy is just doing so much with the cast that we all kind of said, no chance they can take a run here, but the guy's looking like he could be an all-timer, really. So credit to him. It's going to be amazing to watch him grow here over the next few years because this is this is like uncharted stuff right now. So. And I also love the fact that he called uh, Pat Beverly small. So Yeah. Yeah, well, that's Pat Beverly's just like a mosquito. Like just, I know you're you're tiny. Just Get away off. from me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fellas, we'll shift our gears over. We have declared ourselves an anti Grizzlies podcast over the last couple episodes. Uh, little credit to them because they've they showed up, they showed out, they're proving us wrong. But uh, this series, certainly the last game, if it dictates what it's going to look like the rest of the way. It looks like it'll be a Utah roll here, which I kind of assume is the case. Owen, you told me today you wanted to get on your jazz soapbox. Now's your chance. Yeah. I mean, just to set the stage, we all know they were the number one seed in the the West, had the best record in the NBA, Um, multiple all-stars. So they're obviously a great team. But all I've heard from just people around the NBA landscape. Yeah. The NBA landscape is that they're overrated, that they can't get it done. And I just, you know, obviously the Grizzlies are in eight seeds and they won a game, but I just think you have to, at some point you have to start giving the jazz the credit they deserve because that is a great team. When you look at the way they were able to also, you know, do the high screen and roll with, with Mitchell and Gobert, it's almost unstoppable because Gobert is so big and he finishes anything around the rim. And Mitchell is just can create his own shot from the three, from three, if he can, he can pull up from inside the arc, he can take it to the rack and he can dunk. Like they're so dynamic and they've got, you know, scores and good players shooters. everywhere, shooters everywhere on their roster. So, or at least on the guys that, you know, they're starting five and, and bench spots. So I just think they deserve some credit here. I think they really legitimately could take a run at least to the Western conference. Like it's going to, they're probably gonna have a tough time against, uh, Luca and the Mavs, but I, I just think the way they've played has impressed me, and I think they they need some more credit here. Yeah, it's, I I agree with you. It was pretty impressive how they played the other night, considering how many Jaw went for and Memphis was yeah. making a run there. But Utah just put them right back away, and Gobert was playing really really well. Kind of hurts me to say that, but you know, <laughs> are you not a Gobert guy? Uh, you know, I don't think anybody owns a Gobert jersey outside of uh, the state, so you know. I don't think any of us are go bear guys, but I'm a go bear guy. He played well, so credit to him. You're good. Okay, okay, you can take that one. Oh (laughs) no, he beat me to it. Obviously, uh, yeah, I'm agreeing with you, boys. Like uh, Mitchell's impact is so tremendous. Um, You can see that the Jazz are are a dangerous team when they have him in their lineup. Let alone when he's pissed off. I'm sure he's 
pretty pissed because they kept him out of game one, right? So uh, he definitely came, balled out. Um, my only concern is if Mitchell would um, miss a couple games, I don't know. You know, the Jazz might look a little shaky because I, I don't know how much I'd I'd rely on Gobert to just be like my main guy. Gobert's so much better when, when he has Mitchell with him, like Owen was saying, just finishing stuff around the rim, running that pick and roll. It's almost unstoppable at times. But um, yeah, sorry, Memphis. I, I I think Mitchell alone is just too good, and he'll just beat you guys. Yeah, yeah and he's only going to play more minutes than I think only like 28, 26 last game, something like that. So if they can keep ramping him up, it uh, looks pretty promising for the Jazz. Weird aside, though, those uniforms, when did they get the black back on those uniforms? Did you guys notice that yesterday? Kind of weird. Guess it was just me. Oh, what do you mean the black back like on the the regular like the the one that they have that's like a scale going up it's like right red, orange, with the orange yellow. and yeah they changed it so it's only that on the front and then the black the back of the jersey and the oh. shorts are black it's weird i think might be like yeah. might have to be the contrast because the numbers on the back are white so if you had like yellow and stuff it might could have been tough but i don't know yeah nike just changes things it yeah. needs to be changed that's really it the lakers and the suns they're playing right now uh if anything crazy happens in this game, we are going to come back later. The hardest working show in the world, the flag on the play difference. We'll come back later. We'll give you that instant analysis. But, you know, if they don't give us something to talk about, then I guess we're just not going to come back. So what do you guys What do you guys notice so far through this series? Well, uh, just, I mean, LeBron came back and uh, showed out again in the game. Davis came alive. Um, they showed us the Lakers that they were from from the playoffs last year. What I think hurt hurt Phoenix the most was was Paul not not really being there for most of the game. He clearly looks hurt. And even in game one, I saw that even though I guess when Phoenix gained that momentum in game one and they started playing while Booker was going off, I, 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 I had a sense that the Lakers might catch up to them once Paul went out of the game. And for a certain point of the game, it felt like that. Um, and now that Paul was mostly out for game two and stuff, it, it didn't look great because Paul, once again, is such a facilitator for that team. And Booker's great by himself. He can get a shot, but he, Paul, they need Paul so bad to create for others and, and just facilitate for that team. Yeah. I have kind of, I've, after watching the games and thinking about it, I've kind of gone the other way. I think obviously he's important to the team and he's had a huge impact, but I think his value has been a little bit inflated, a little bit overblown. And I just think that just because I kind of looking at the same, probably the same stretch you were looking at when Paul came out, it's probably like five, 10 minutes, like almost a full quarter where I know Chris Paul came in a little bit later, but he was clearly not at a hundred percent. I think he had like seven points in that game. Obviously at a, I think he had double digit assists, which is obviously an impact, but uh, it looked to me like, that team kind of, although it does run through Chris Paul, also Devin Booker needs to be giving, given more credit than he's been getting, I think, because he is one of those guys kind of like Luca, who when he is in his zone, he can score at will. And that's kind of what he did, at least in game one, was he was scoring from everywhere. He was hitting pull-up jumpers left and right. He was getting to the rim. He had a couple dunks. And then, I think that that probably would have happened in game two as well. Even with Chris Paul hurt, I think the difference was uh, in game one, we saw eight and out play uh, Anthony Davis. And then I guess he, I don't know, maybe took a break from the GTA or whatever, but in game two, he kind of woke up and, and played like he normally does because as good as LeBron is LeBron, it, it's impossible to win in this league. I think without 
a good second option, a good secondary guy. That's what AD is for LeBron. And I think they need each other to win. And that's what he had. And so I think in that case, you know, it's just when you have those two guys together, they'll just overpower as good as your offense is, as good as Booker is. It's LeBron in the playoffs, AD playing how he should be playing is, is almost unstoppable. I agree that I think that Booker deserves much more due for the record that the Suns ended up having this year because he also can make plays for the others. I, I've seen him do it now at the post where he starts posting a guy up and finds an open guy just pretty easily. I think he definitely has progressed way further as a player, and sometimes it takes seeing him without CP to notice it a little more because CP has the ball in his hand so much, but I think Booker can do the stuff that CP can too. But with that said, CP obviously helps out an insurmountable amount, really. And for them to be here and as good as they are without him, I don't think it's possible that they could get by the Lakers. I just don't. Uh, the way the Lakers have sort of come along here, they haven't had a chance to figure out their rotations with AD and LeBron on the court at the same time. And now that they're back and they can sort of see how this goes, I like that they're integrating Gasol I don't think they need to use Drummond as many minutes as they do still, but it's nice that they have a little bit of a split. You can basically cross off Harrell here, like the Clippers ended up doing. Like, I just the guy's too small to make a difference at this point. I I don't think it's going to work out. Uh, getting some good Matthews minutes too. So, do you guys still think the series is going to go long though, or are you thinking like Lakers finish this up and like like they just rip off the next three games? I'd say probably six, seven. It's going to go long in my mind. Yeah. I don't know. I think – I don't know if they were, you know, win three in a row, but I don't see it going to seven. The other game going on tonight, we're paying less attention to it, but it is Portland and Denver. Uh, game two obviously went to the Nuggets. Uh, they're just obviously going through game two right now. I'm assuming a Blazer – or sorry, game three right now. I'm assuming a Blazer win uh, because they're at home. They look semi-decent on the road. They look happy to take one. But these two teams, it's it's – kind of a mirror image of both. They're just both trying to outscore the other. There's not a lot of defense being played. They're obviously playing different styles, but the way they're attacking the game seems kind of similar. And I just think this will end up going seven, but it's hard for me to take either one serious. I just yep. don't think they could pass any other teams. So, yeah, yeah. it's been, it's been such a good series actually. Um, in my opinion, um, they got a little rivalry rivalry going there too. They've been uh, there's been some pushing and shoving, some heat moments there. So, but I think Jokic just played a tremendous game too. Like he really showed us why he's one of the best players um, in the NBA. He was cl- hit, hitting clutch shots. He was making all the other guys around him a lot better. I like that Marcus Howard guy for the Nuggets. They got a guard. They got a guard. Got, got a guard. Got Another guy, guy to get torched up by Dame. <laughs> they got their guy. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, Portland's been playing good too, and yeah, it's been a tremendous series so far. So this and like the Wizards Sixer series are probably the two series I've watched the least. Maybe the the Nets Celtics as well. But uh, I'm kind of for the same reason as you, Phil. I just see both these teams. They're vying to be a sacrificial lamb for the Lakers. You know, yeah. like they're both. To me, they're both the two two of the weaker teams in the playoffs outside of like the you know seven eight seeds in the east and uh, i don't see them as legitimate contenders but that being said um alex makes a good point Jokic was unbelievable last game in what i did see of the second half they struggle looked like the blazers were struggling to contain him he was uh 
think he had, I don't know exactly how many assists he had, which is what they need from him if they want to win because they don't really have a number one guy like that yeah. outside of him. So I also think Jokic just needs to watch like the technicals and all that. Like I think he just got a stupid one in game two. He's just going at the ref, like just yelling at his face. I don't think he needs any of that, especially like given the star player that he is. And I guess I don't know how big of a leader he is on the team, but obviously like he's someone that the that the, that the rest of the team looks up to. So yeah. I feel like other teams then would use that to their advantage and try and get into his head and they could get easy texts. And I mean, who knows, maybe we can get him tossed out of the game, but he's just got to watch that. Yeah, that's fair. I think that comes with time too. You sort of learn how to talk to the refs, especially if you're European too. I see it with Doncic as well. I think first, it's sort of. First, you got to learn the English. Then, then you got to learn that other stuff. So yeah, feels right. That's it. That's the wave. That's the wave. The West has been pretty interesting. We'll take it out East. Uh, another one that just wrapped up this evening, a stunner. Well, you know, stunner to some. Uh, I think the stunner is really the separation between the two. That would be Milwaukee and Miami. Just a couple stats for you here. Stats podcast. Uh, Miami's been outscored by 63 in their last two. Drew Holiday's a plus 88 in this series. Jimmy Butler is a minus 68. And I think that's really the story of the series so far. Uh, Milwaukee upgraded the Budso spot into Holiday. Miami didn't upgrade anything from last year and it's showing on the court they just added a second Iguodala basically in Ariza yeah exactly they just love those veteran guys they traded for basically nobody in Oladipo so that was tough don't forget about don't forget oh also don't use him um, so they <laughs> traded for the a lot of guys that you just can't put on the court. I mean, with Oladipo, are you kidding me? You knew, you, you knew he'd get injured at some point. That guy just can't stay on the court. Honestly, boys, I have to be honest. It's been a little bit of a shocker that I, I, I thought I'd pick Milwaukee originally. And, and obviously I thought they were the better team, but to be up three Oh, and just, I mean, none of the games have been even close. I mean, this is just, this is a disaster. Time. This is a disaster for, for the heat. So, and, and Butler saying that, what did he say before the series? He said something about like, they can rely on me. Like Jimmy Butler is going to be there, blah, 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 man. He hasn't looked good either. Him and Bam have looked awful. Bam's scared to take shots. Like he just won't pull up from anywhere outside the rim. And like, cause, cause he was hitting like mid range jumpers in the, in the finals and, and in the playoffs last year. Now he's just scared and stuff. No one wants to take a shot. So like their offense looks like crap, but I'm going to give Milwaukee credit too. Like they look great. This series is, like you were saying, it's like almost unwatchable at this point. The first game, you know, they great were able game. to... Great game. Give us a game. false sense of hope, really. It we were drawn did. in by that first game. It absolutely did. It was just a complete kind of red herring there because the uh, Bucks weren't just shot horribly, and so it looked like it was closer than it should have been. Um, but the last two games have just been ugly. Like today and yes, today in the last game they played, I don't think either. I don't think the Heat had anybody. Maybe Deadman, the last game, but other than that, I don't think they had anybody break double digit, like break twenty points. Spurs legend D Wayne Deadman. You guys know he started playing basketball at like eighteen. Crazy story. Where's he from? Huge. Like California. Really? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Fun Deadman fact. Kind of crazy. He went with the bald head though. I don't. I don't know why he did that. Yeah, and credit to him, lie. it kind of looks scary. Yeah, I don't think he's scared. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he scared somebody this game too, but I don't think he's scared anybody now. But to be honest, I didn't even know he was in the league still. It's a name I hadn't heard in a while. Oh, it was but, a stunner when he popped up. 
yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked. I was like, it's like unlocked a memory for me. Cause I was like, remember the name. And I was like, wait a minute. Damn and then I was like, oh, this guy played for the Spurs. He was kind of nasty too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was. Owen's, Owen's boy, Phil Foden, has been nowhere this entire series. Yeah. yeah. It's been it's tough. just so tough. Like, what happened there? I don't, I don't, Bubble, think Bubble Hero was a mirage, really, is yeah. what it was. The yeah. guy got away from the distractions of the world, and all of a sudden he was good at basketball. Wouldn't you know it? You put the world back in front of him, yeah. and he's a celebrity again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the Heat obviously believe in them for some reason because they could have had so many people for him, but he was literally, he, they, he was almost untradeable. Like they wouldn't give him up for Harden. People were saying, oh, I'm not going to downgrade by trading T- Tyler Hero for James Harden. As if- Who said that? Who actually? <laughs> let me find Twitter, You dude. said that. Nobody People else said that. People on Twitter said that. <laughs> People on Twitter named I would Owen. never say yeah. that. And uh, yeah, dude, it's just been ugly to watch. Like I'm looking in, at the box score right now. Duncan Robinson played 24 minutes, had two points. So I don't I even mean, know why he's taking a two. Like, stop. He's <laughs> even stop. been semi-decent, though. Like he's going yeah. off in like the first game. Yeah. But like, was his, was he shooting a three and his foot was on the line or what? Cause that's unacceptable. I don't want to see two points ever again from Duncan Robinson. And then Tyler hero, nine points on 25 minutes, like just absolute um, non-factor. Just quick here. Like the fact that Tyler hero was holding up so many traits. Cause I'd see anybody that the heat were close to trading for. It'd always be, well, you know, report Tyler, Tyler heroes, the holdup. Why the heck is he being a holdup, bro? You could, you guys could have had James Hard, man. Like, come on, could have had Kyle Lowry. Like, could have had Kyle Lowry. Like, tell me, like, he wouldn't have made an impact on this on this team in terms of the playoff, right? So, yeah. um, also better than Kendrick I, Nunn. Better, way better than Kendrick Nunn. And I also love the NBA, or I, I think it's actually TNT putting up that shot clock for Giannis's free throws. It's almost giving me tennis vibes because I, as not many of the fans know, I'm a big tennis guy, and you know, a lot of the similar things happen in tennis where when a guy's getting ready for a serve, he can go over the uh, amount that they're given. Like, I think they're given like, man, I don't know, 10, 12 seconds to, to serve. And then once he does make the first mistake, they start putting a shot clock right away to show like how close he gets to the limit. So major tennis vibes from TNT there. They started putting up the 10 second on Giannis. Eh? Love it. Wow. And uh, I think that all all that stuff you guys are saying, I think it's a credit to the uh, Bucks D because the, the holiday is just unbelievable. And they're starting by getting stops. It's going to make the offense easier because obviously you just got to score less. They've keyed in on these guys. They know how to stop them. They focus on Jimmy. They focus on Bam. Let the other guys beat you. It's, it's yeah. commendable. They've done an excellent job. So yeah. good for them. Also credit defensively to, to uh, DiVincenzo as, as well and Middleton. They're both – people forget about DiVincenzo, but he's a very, very good defender on the perimeter. Plus also, defender. Giannis Giannis is playing more than 25 minutes a game. Wow. I didn't I didn't know that would help. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Attaboy, Budenhoser. A stunner. Sitting him for 10 minutes straight, not a good idea, as cool. it turns out in the end. The other uh, good series out east – 
It's been the Knicks and the Hawks. I know everybody says every five minutes, the atmosphere at the garden, the atmosphere at the garden. Guess what? I'm going to say it again. The atmosphere at the garden, fantastic. Makes the game 10 times better. Is there anything better than on when on the big possession, they get the defense chant going and the camera pans back and you can see the people start to stand? That That's just, uh, it's, it's, it's so good. So good. I can't, I can't describe it. Um, I think that although the chants have been great, uh, like Trey is balding. Knicks fans have been a little cringe for me, for my taste. Uh, they won a playoff game. I get it. They haven't won since 2013, but you also have like Sacramento that hasn't gotten in in like 20 years. You have other teams that haven't won playoff games in a while. Um, and they won the playoff game and they acted like they won the NBA championship. So a uh, little cringe for me, like causing havoc and stuff after they won. Um, but I mean, Atlanta's still winning the series for sure. So you guys won't have uh, anything to cheer about. So don't worry about that. But like I said, Trey is balding is pretty genius, though. I will give him that. Um, good and good symmetry to that chant, too. You good. The, good. Dun, 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 dun. Good. That's very good. good. But Trey, man, you got to choose a direction with your hair, boss. Like either go like full out bald and just use like a Sharpie or something to color your head like Carlos Boozer did or just use like a perm, bro. It is a ridiculous haircut. And I don't mean to take away from Trey Young because I'm actually very impressed by the way he's played. But I mean, it's it's insanity. I just I can't imagine what it's like to maintain that. Yeah. Well, like all like his 75 hair follicles on his head. No, <laughs> just getting them in the right directions and stuff. It must be exhausting. Yeah. Trey Young is I I feel like we're seeing him like transform into I don't know, like a LeBron type right in front of our eyes. Like he is not necessarily skill wise, but he's loving the spotlight. He's oh, like, he, he loves it. He's tweeting every day. Yeah. He is absolutely leaning into it. He's yeah. not saying he doesn't like it. He's saying, Oh, I like being the villain. No, you don't, yeah. but you're getting attention. You're yeah. on everybody's mind. So yeah. he's like s- screaming out, like, we'll see you back in the A, like all this stuff. Like that was crazy. That just- was so cringe like Dude, he was, was he trying saying? to act tough and he's like 510 what was he saying in the tunnel at the end of game one he was like he's like that's all right they got one we'll be back game two it's like just go talk with your team dude like we don't need to just stop like you're fine just play basketball but uh i mean i guess he earned the right to do it because he's been obviously good he's yes. trying to be reggie miller so bad like well, he's, so bad to his credit. He doesn't look like phased or anything out there. He looks no, like he remarkably calm and it's kind of impressive because I thought he'd be a little chaotic, a little scrambly. No, he like, yeah. he just dictates the pace of the game. Yeah. It's very, very impressive. It's way better than I thought he would do. Uh, it, but it did kind of feel like to me, a missed opportunity for Atlanta to really put the, put the Knicks away and put them to yeah. bed because that was their game to lose. What were they have yeah. 17 and the Knicks, yeah. the Knicks looked dead in the water. They looked shot and Atlanta all of a sudden couldn't make a single basket in the second half. So maybe also, Adam Silver got down there, shrunk the rim. He, needs, he needs MSG to keep bumping. So could also quickly um, Atlanta, just another guy with terrible hair, uh, Gallinari. I mean, <laughs> With the Mohawk, man. Oh, give me a break, dude. Give me 2008 vibes here. Like, that is your grown man with the Mohawk. This whole series has had something cringe about it. You can always find a little thing that's just cringe about the series. And this is another one, like with his freaking Mohawk. Like, and, and he did it right before the playoffs, too. Playoff Mohawk. Like, what is that? 
Yeah, it is I mean, the most Italian, like mid thirties move I've ever seen. I almost respected it when I saw it. Cause I was like, you know what? Gallinari would do that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the, uh, the Knicks aren't without cringe moments too. Like the mayor talking about the Knicks oh, with the Knicks oh, cap on and God. broadcasting oh. Mary Garcetti. It's like, dude, how many people have died in the last year? Like your city's in shambles, like go do your job. Like, yeah. stop talking about the Knicks. You know what I mean? It's just Yeah, you want to talk about something. Yankee Stadium is like 20% capacity. <laughs> Meanwhile, MSG is literally like full to the brim. How does that make any sense? <laughs> why does it, he strikes me as the type of dude who like, he's like, why do they keep putting the, like bouncing the ball up and down and they're walking down the floor? Like, he just has no basketball. Like, he's like, why no don't you just take play. it and run? <laughs> Uh, last two, we don't really have to go over that crazy because they are snoozers in my mind. Yeah. Uh, Wizards, Sixers, uh, I, I hand up. We Owen said he was wrong earlier. Hand up. I got excited. I said this might be kind of a fun series. I was wrong, dude. This series sucks. <laughs> um, I was too excited for playoff basketball, and I let my emotions get the best of me. So hand up. I was wrong. But uh, I still think the Wizards are going to take a game. I'm sticking by it. I don't know if you guys saw it. But Davis Bertans played 26 minutes, had six fouls, 0.0 rebounds, and zero assists. So that was tough for my boy. But it's okay. That's not going to happen every night. And here's the thing. The Wizards just like one night, they could just score 145. It, it can just happen. So still I'm, lose, taking, I'm taking the Wizards to win one game this weekend. Ride with me. Take the Wizards one time this weekend. We're going to get this win. So are you making a guarantee? Guarantee. Oh, Charles okay. Barkley, so guarantee. Take, take the 76ers guarantee. in the next two games. You'll make yeah. money. Yeah. No, no, no. If that's if you want to lose, Wizards are going to win one. Trust me. Uh, Celts Nets. We can talk a little bit about that. This isn't. This isn't competitive. Yeah, I don't really have much to say. <laughs> yeah. It's no, simple. it's not that exciting. The same boat as the uh, Sixers um, Wizards series for me. It's just a better team. Kemba's looked better. So I'll give credit there. I mean, Tatum's going to do what Tatum does. But it's like we've been saying all along. They're uh, kind of the anti-Clippers in a way where they didn't sell anything. They're just not willing to give up any assets. And they're just... This is what happens. Yeah, this is what happens. So hopefully Danny Inch can learn from this experience and make sure it doesn't happen next season. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, I was personally hoping for like some fun things to happen in the series. Like like Tatum going off and stuff, but he, he hasn't really found his footing in these, in these first couple games here. So that hasn't been great to watch. And I've been hoping that one of the Nets big three just goes berserk and just doesn't play a game for some stupid reason. Like Durant report, like Durant didn't want to come like play the playoff game. Cause he was busy playing like MLB the show, which I mean, I wouldn't blame him. That's a, actually pretty good reason to not play in a playoff yeah. game mm-hmm. or Kyrie went on a three day, like vacation to like the Bahamas too. Like that yeah. would have, been some like that actually would have been a genuine like headline that could yeah happen. harden didn't play because there was traffic yeah. yeah yeah i could see Kyrie going to like israel to try and solve the conflict and missing missing some time yeah, it could Bro. happen it or, could happen or harden just like got lost in a strip club and didn't and couldn't be found for like two days <laughs> yeah didn't know where the exit was oh. he went down to houston had to this is a long trip yeah exactly long flight back meet up with the boys kevin porter jr and uh sterling brown yeah, link up. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say this though: basketball. Well, Tatum like 
the Celtics literally have one guy to stop. So the Nets are like, all right, stop him. No, nobody else matters. So let's, let's just get that straight. So I don't really blame anything on him. But uh, as a Nets hater, this is actually good for me. I don't want the Nets to win. I, I really don't want the Nets to win. I don't know why I hate them so much, but it just like the way that they all form together really kind of makes me mad. So the fact that they still like these guys have limited time together and they're not playing competitive basketball games, presumably for the next two games. You know what? That feels kind of good. So this is working out well. I could see the Bucks taking him down next round. So good stuff for us Nets haters out there. Uh, the underlying little underrated subplot of the last couple of days here. Uh, the NBA fans, Alex. I know you got big stuff on the uh, popcorn pour in Philly. I do the popcorn game. The the Wizards and 76ers series has been absolute crap. But I was able to find one gem, which was the popcorn um, being thrown at Westbrook. We call it the popcorn game. Pretty tough look. I mean, I personally would have been super pissed. He needed like five guys to restrain him after the guy poured popcorn on him. Just goes to show what kind of strength Westbrook is built with. And low-key Westbrook, boys, I don't know about you, but he's he's the last guy I'd want to throw popcorn at because he could probably just do some super cyan stuff and just jump like 30 feet in the air and like punch you in the in the face. Like He seems like, like the type that would come up and talk to you. So yeah. I, it seems like a ballsy idea doing it oh. to him. Exactly. And also shout out to the guys who Westbrook thought threw the popcorn at them at him because Westbrook was pointing to a set of fans and they were like, no, 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 it wasn't us. And they started pointing to another guy. So I don't know really who threw the popcorn, but like they like straight up, like, like pooped their pants and, and basically ratted out the guy behind them. So once again, I don't know who threw the popcorn, but they, but they started pointing fingers classic um classroom move you know when you do the old penis joke behind the teachers like who can yell penis the loudest and then she turns around the teacher and then you just point out to the other guy so you don't get in crap so classic one of those moves but you know what at least at least a drink didn't get thrown at him like gatorade or coke because he would have been all stick and stuff but as any good podcaster would do i went back and watched some tape let's go this isn't the first time westbrook has had altercations with fans at one game he got into it with a fan and said and i quote I'll fuck you and your wife up on everything I love. We also had that Nuggets fan that one time where he just like ran onto the court and yelled in Westbrook's face as loud as he can. That was kind of recent. That was like a couple, like two years ago. So way to be I a thought about man. that. Yeah. The guy with like the backwards hat and the glasses and just came up and like just yelled in his face. Like it was so random. <laughs> he was trying to be a sixth man basically. So I don't blame him. Also Respect. security was a little slow there for that Nuggets guy. You can't, you can't let a fan beat you that easy. Like if the fan can get an easy first step on you and inside position, you shouldn't yeah. be working security, my guy. Like it's true. Like you oh, need to be a lineman. Out. You gotta you gotta box out. You gotta be a lineman if you want to work security. So can't have any of that stuff happening. I don't know if you boys remember we had the Sixers fan who gave him the two middle two big middle fingers courtside. It was just Westbrook like went for a layup, got fouled, and one, and he kind of went towards like where the fans sit behind the basket, and like this. Philly guy, just two big birds right at him. And you could see it clearly on the. On yeah, the that's the gif. That's the gif where he does yep. the double point, though. Yeah. Who's this? Exactly. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Verbal yeah. gif. You already know. You already know. And then um, there was also a fan saying something to him, like pregame. I think he was like getting ready, you know, when he like touches like the powder and stuff. He's like getting his shoes ready and all that. When he used and to dance with campaign. Exactly. Exactly. When he used to dance with campaign. And it's just like a video and it's Westbrook says, I'm not even talking to you, bro. Sit with your wife. So you can clearly tell Westbrook has become, he's, he's evolved. He's become more prepared with these fan altercations 
And uh, he loves to include wives in his comments. He just tells, like, if, it doesn't even, it could be your sister, bro. He'll just be like, yeah, just sit down with your wife. So he loves assuming that whatever woman is sitting beside you is your wife. Yeah, and let's not forget, know. in the bubble, too, he was, like, getting after, in the middle of a, in the middle of a game, just getting after Rajon Rondo's, like, was it brother or something like that? Yeah, his, his brother, friend. all right. Yeah. yeah, so Russell Westbrook, I mean, he's, at some point, he's got to realize, like, if you keep reacting like this, it's you're just like fans are gonna keep going after you. It like that's the most fun person to go after is the guy who's gonna yell back. Like that's what oh, the fans want. Absolutely. Yeah. And so. just quick, he went at it with William Rondo. So just so you always know William. William yeah. Rondo. Shout out William. Rondo. <laughs> why do you need why is one kid named Rajon and the other one's named William? Yeah, I don't <laughs> get that at all. How does that work? More you know. We got Bozo of the Week as we do. On every Thursday. My Bozo of the Week is probably Bozo of the Year. It's not just this week that he's just terrible, but he's just always terrible. And it is – I want to get the name right here. It is the general manager of the the Los Angeles Angels baseball team. His name is Perry Manaisian. Close. Close. I'm sure it's close enough. Perry. 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 My boy Perry. Let's Perry. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he is just a horrible general manager. I, the Angels have, I think, haven't had a winning season in five years, I think, is what it says. It's what my research is telling me. And they, this is all while Shohei Otani has been becoming a beast. And, obviously, they have Mike Trout. They threw, like, $220 million at Anthony Rendon. They have another first baseman who's raking right now. They literally signed a guy, Shohei Otani, who's one of the best hitters and could be one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Their team is horrible, as it always is. They have a combined like team ERA of like four point something, like four, almost five. They're horrible. They're terrible. They're 22 and 27 right now. Death taxes and, and angels are going to be terrible. That's just the reality of life. So it's kind of depressing to see these stars come in and leave you see poo holes i mean obviously that was a bad move but like it's just you gotta figure it out like you have these millions of dollars every offseason like sign a pitcher just sign somebody you can throw strikes and like bauer was a free agent like like just like make him a good offer like this guy he's from california like just give Garrett Coles from California too. Like just give these guys money, pay them. Just depressing. It's hard to see. It's just as a fan of the game, this guy has just—he's probably ruined Mike Trout's career. So they should relocate wow. to Anaheim. Yeah, that could be just, big. That could really Who change knows? things. Yeah, at least if you have to suck, do it in a terrible ballpark. So there you yeah. go. That's sure. all you need to know. Yeah. Alex, who tops the bozo list for you this week? So uh, my bozo of the week is North Korea. They're banned in skinny jeans uh, because to them, it symbolizes a capitalistic lifestyle. We're an inclusive podcast. So we support people wearing whatever they want. I personally prefer baggy clothes because, you know, a little more room to maneuver. But hey, I know European guys love skinny jeans. I'm a skinny so, jeans guy. So You're a skinny jeans guy. So, I mean... Welcome one, welcome all. We take new members every single day. So yes, welcome sir. aboard. So I have no clue how it symbolizes capitalism. Um, I'd love to get a meeting. I'd love to get Kim Jong uh, Un on the on the pod if he's willing, just to explain that quickly to us. But yeah, just North Korea, just making no sense. I don't know how you're comparing skinny jeans to capitalism, but 
you know, they probably put that in their textbook, just how skinny jeans are a direct yeah. representation of capitalism. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm a skinny jeans guy. I also get the room to maneuver. I've been told they're coming out of style though. So maybe he's just up on the trends. He just, Could be. you know, he tries to stay on top of things. You got to stay up on the fashion trends. There's no other exactly. way to say it. My bozo of the week. And uh, the people have been waiting on this one. I, I think there are people who have been waiting because I didn't answer many texts this week. This is a sensitive subject for me. Um, but there's no one person who's deserving of the bozo of the week, but there's two groups. There's two groups that deserve this one camp. I've been handing out mutes on Twitter, like candy to anybody who says, Oh, Connor and David needs to ask for a trade. You're muted. First of all, bye. get out of my page. You're a bozo. The second one, these Oilers fans who are panicking, no trust in our team. Oh, oh we're going to go back to mediocre. Oh my God, Connor's going to ask for a trade. Shut up, relax, and listen up. The NHL, you need to learn how to lose. Look at the last Stanley Cup winners. How many times did Tampa Bay lose? How many times? Probably like eight, nine with the same core. How many times did St. Louis lose? Ten years, at least, losing in the first round of Chicago. How many times did Washington lose? Ten years. How many times did Pittsburgh lose? Like they won in 2009, but they lost six years after that. I mean, it's, it's a pattern. It's not a mistake. It's very rare the team just shows up and wins like Chicago. Just go back through the course of history. You have to learn how to lose in order to learn how to win. You know how hard it would be to mess up this core. We have one of the best defensemen in the league. We have the two best forwards in the league. We have money coming in. We have cap space. We're going back to the playoffs. That's all we need to do. Go back to the playoffs, lose, 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 and then you're going to win. Who are the teams that are in it right now? Colorado. Colorado's last, what, five years in a row with McKinnon? Who else is in the hunt right now? Boston. Boston hasn't won in 10 years. Like, this isn't, this isn't a mistake. You have to keep going back. You have to learn how to lose. You have to get there. Keep adding pieces. We're in a good place. Our core is young. Our secondary pieces are young. We're building up. We're going to be back. It's not an if. It's a when we win the cup. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be celebrating. I'm going to be going crazy. Everybody will say, oh, my God. Ha, ha. You guys lost in four games. Ah. One day, I'm going to win that cup with this core, and it's not going to be far from right now. So, Bozo of the week. Anybody who's tweeting that, enjoy a mute from me. You're never you tweeted me. I won't know because you're muted. So how many years do you think Edmonton needs to lose? Like if you're in the room with Connor McDavid right now, like how many years do you tell him he needs to lose before he can win? He doesn't need convincing. Like he he knows that this is the truth. He he loves to lose. I know. No, but ask anybody. Ask anybody. Ask Ovechkin. How many years does Ovechkin lose? Fifteen years. That's a good plan. You like you lose a lot and then you win. But it's not like the NBA. You don't just show up and win. Like you need to go through learning how to play playoff hockey and getting comfortable with playing playoff hockey. Look at the team who beat us. They're not a superstar team, but guess what? They've they've got the playoff reps. They've been there five years in a row. They're familiar with the the game. They're familiar with the pace. It's not like regular season hockey. It's different. It doesn't happen so, overnight, fellas. That's all. Phil, I'm saying. you muted uh, Stephen A on Twitter because he was going after the oil well he's no exempt. way i didn't see this he's exempt he's exempt i don't want i don't want to block Stephen a i don't want to mute Stephen a i know he was talking smack about us but i don't i don't want him i don't want him in the group i don't want him in the group so andrew berkshire you got muted faster than anybody else huh? that's that's the one name on my sheet right here get the mute you're you're done you cheer for montreal bro you cheer for montreal it's calgary's biggest rival right there yeah, some some would say that. Some would say that. Uh, uh, 
I love Stephen A though because he will literally chime in on any sport like he's an expert. It's sick. Like it's just unreal he, stuff. He tell me, tell me about the Oilers, Stephen A. Please, I watched fifty six <laughs> games this year. Tell me about the Oilers, Steve. Yeah, yeah. he's. You remember that time he he called the UFC fight like the Cowboy Cerrone fight? Yeah, and Joe Rogan yeah. standing beside him, like holding back laughter because the commentary was just so bad. He's analyzing like a basketball. He's like. He's like, yeah, Cowboy Cerrone, like, he was tough tonight. That's what he was. He was tough. And, like, Joe Rogan's, like, trying to talk about, like, his striking and, like, what he actually did. Oh, uh, no. Shout out Stephen A, dude. Fan of the, the show. The GOAT. The GOAT, Stephen yeah. A. Friend We're on to no say. conclusive evidence. The last thing we do on a Friday morning episode, just to take, you have put limited preparation into. You just fire it out. It rolls off the tongue easy. I'll lead us off here because I just finished there. Uh, there is no cooler person that the camera can cut to during a basketball game that's frequently at a basketball game than Pat Riley. When they cut to Pat Riley, it's captivating. You like the way he, even the way he drinks his Dasani, dude, is just, it's next level. So they always show these blah celebrities around. 50 Cent was wearing a weird jacket. John McEnroe was wearing a tight shirt. Like, okay, I get it. Just show me Pat Riley 20 times a game. That's all I'm asking for. Every Heat game, I want to see it. Phil's right. It's basically Ujiri and Pat Riley. Just when they pan to them, you know it's real. You he had to throw real. the Raptors in there. He I, had to throw the Raptors in there. I, absolutely, Pat, I did. It's Pat Riley. It's not Ujiri. So you're saying Ujiri should grow out his hair like Pat Riley, and then maybe he could be like Pat Riley. Be kind of he could he could be Pat Riley, and then he then it would be cool. Yeah. Okay. Ujiri should get like dreads. That would be sick. That, okay, now now I'm back. Okay, yeah, that okay. would be cool. Now Ujiri's back. Okay. That's funny. Obviously, since the Westbrook incident, I'm just thinking that NBA players should be allowed to fight fans just mid-court. Hockey's got it. I've been vouching that baseball gets it. I think fighting should be in every sport, just, yeah. uh, just at least a little bit. I think the arena would go crazy. You know, we should, we should even give, a, give an award to the fan if they do end up beating the NBA player, maybe like courtside seats for like the rest of the year or something. That'd be an awesome thing to do because it'd give them incentive to fight. But um, but I'm also kind of sick of fans like, um, you know, like pointing the popcorn that is, you know, a bonehead move. Um, apparently Trey Young was getting spit at on the game. That's also like, that's just that's, not okay at all. That's over the line. I know. And, um, I, I think just NBA players should, should be allowed to take it into their own hands and just like fight the fight, fight whatever fan they want. No conclusive evidence. Owen, end us off strong. This is going to be one that some here aren't going to like, but I think that LeBron James is the most insecure superstar of all time. And I know you're thinking you got KD in there who has multiple burners to defend himself. And I will just put this to you. KD literally had his arm ripped off. Yeah, dislocated on the shoulder on the court. No, you're not, but you're not going to hear that from him. It was like um, a gunshot wound. Did you see him the yeah. next game? It was nasty. Yeah. yeah. But what did he do? He popped right back up and uh, kept playing. Meanwhile, LeBron, as we all know, he got absolutely mauled by Chris Paul. Almost borderline assault and battery. He could have pressed charges probably, but. Uh, LeBron, as this, I'm sure many of you guys have seen the stats. He was on the ground for 80 seconds. That was a tough one. Yeah. And I think LeBron just craves the attention. I think he needs the validation for the media. Um, we've seen that in some of the comments he's made, like when he wanted his 
respect whatever you know stupid line he said during the finals you know he wants his respect all right he's countless times on twitter talked about how great he is and about how he's so good he's even said on twitter he was like had to go talk about how he's like about scoring because people i don't know people are questioning his scoring but he's like i'm a pass first guy i don't i don't even need to score it's like dude lebron who are you proving what are you proving at this point and who are you proving it to like you're we all you're fine um like this guy he's followed it like he used to wear the baggy shorts now he wears like super short shorts because that's in vogue like this guy he'll do whatever it takes to get acceptance from the media and from the nba in general so i think you just hate lebron i'm not i could go on and on i'm as an objective lebron observer he is clearly the most insecure superstar we have uh, seen in our lifetimes. And- I don't know if you guys have heard, of, like, I haven't heard this yet been said about LeBron, but I just don't know if he'll be at 100% ever again. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I, I personally just don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you guys hear his hand was almost broken? Pretty yeah, much. Like, almost broken. Pretty That's <laughs> Pretty sorry, pretty much. Pretty exactly. much broken. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think that he's just a really genuine guy and he just tweets about how great the crowd is in the Knicks game just because he's watching the game, not because he wants us to know that he's watching the game, not because his tweet's going to pop up on the TV. He just wants us to know that he's watching the game. So He probably wants to get into like the TNT tweets like at halftime. I'm surprised he hasn't ripped like a tweet just like roasting Shaq or or Charles or something. I mean, (laughs) I think LeBron just wants to – he's got to insert himself into everything. It doesn't matter if it's politics – basketball whatever it is he's got to be right in the center of it he needs that sort of attention he needs the validation from the media Football. like you don't see kevin durant doing that like he's tweeting about the show with important stuff so yeah he, he bought like business. he bought some stake in liverpool so he's a part owner so he had to get in on that football action too so yeah true. yeah he's a red sox he owns part of the red sox there you go yeah Does but his favorite all. teams are the cowboys his favorite teams the cowboys so yeah and the yankees yeah, yeah. And the yankees, <laughs> yankees. Yeah. And the Lakers, I guess you could say. Yeah. I guess Although you could he say so. was at the World Series when the Cleveland Indians went to Game 7, but that's not his team. So and That's not his team. That's yeah, just the coincidence. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Fellas, we did it again. 10 out of 10. Once more, I'll give us all the claps. I'll give us the congratulations. I'll pause for the fans at home to give us one, too. There you go. Thank you. We did it again. We'll be back. Sunday night, you'll be hearing us on Monday morning. It's a long weekend for the people in the States, so happy long weekend. It's kind of like the kickoff of summer over there, so over here too. So shout out to you guys. Enjoy the long weekend. Fellas, anything to add? No, beautiful. Great episode. Uh, The way you guys give us claps basically is by downloading the podcast. So however many downloads we get on the podcast is how many claps we got, so uh, make sure to download, send it to your friends, share. Um, we're going to start getting even uh, crazier on the TikTok. I've got some skits uh, lined up there, so you guys are going to be ready to see those soon, and uh, it's going to be bumping. Wow. Wow, what a tease. It'll find you, as always, and we'll be back on Monday morning. Enjoy your weekend.